I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Star Companion. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hot Ones, the show with hot <laughs> wings and even hotter questions. <laughs> you know, I've never seen Hot Ones. It's good. It's decent. It's not the premiere Star Trek podcast, is it? It certainly isn't. It's funny you mention that because we happen to be the premiere Star Trek fan podcast. My God. It's been said. It's been said throughout the galaxy. Um, Like my good friend Zach here said, welcome, everybody. Um, we are continuing where we last left off, which is Enterprise, and we're on season two, episode four, and the episode name is Dead Stop. Oh yeah, star date unknown, unknown, but after the incident with the with the Romulans, mm-hmm. the minefield with the Romulans, right? Correct, correct. Was there a star date on that one? Unknown, unknown. but it was about a week after or something. We're kind of just in the ether here. Mm-hmm. So the episode starts out with uh, the Enterprise is still pretty much is still pretty badly damaged. There's a big chunk missing out of the saucer section. Shit, shoot! And uh, there's um, what? <laughs> there's what? What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Uh, There's um so, yeah. yeah after following an encounter with the Romulan mine they've suffered damage right uh, Trip estimates he needs three to four months to complete the repairs so anyway so Archer and Trip are out uh, surveying the damage he says three to four months and Archer dad as we like to call him here on the Star Companion says that's not good enough that's not good enough put out a distress call we've helped enough people in the past year we might as well see what happens <laughs> i love that line by the way um i will say real quickly that uh oh oh there goes the, there goes part of the flag i will say real quick that um you can in fact catch us on all major podcasting platforms and you can email us at the star companion at gmail dot com. Right. We also have a Patreon, start patreon dot com slash the star companion. And you know, all we really want to do is is hear from you. 
And uh, for those of you watching the video, you will notice that the flag has fallen halfway. It is. It's and, at half mast. And that's okay. Because um, the ship is hurt. We're going to honor it. And you can <laughs> see some books in the background. There you go. Star Trek books. Um, yeah, sorry. I kind of just jumped into the episode there real quick. That's Didn't okay. really tell the people what it was about. Well, that's fine. Um, <laughs> and so anyway, they put out the distress call, and they get some information back from some Tellarites. A passing Tellarite freighter that gives them coordinates to a repair station. Now, something that I don't think they uh, really addressed... Um, by the way, is mm-hmm. so something I thought was going to show up on my first watch of this, which wasn't this time, but my first watch, I thought because it was a garbled transmission, um, I knew something bad was going to happen because I felt like we were getting an unreliable narrator. Yeah. Um, but I thought they were going to be like, they were, I thought Hoshi was going to figure out the full transmission or whatever and they're going to be like don't go they'll kill one of your crewmates but there's didn't. a repair station here but don't go there mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know who knows that basically ends up being what the episode is about I mean they, they mm-hmm. end up going to this repair station it appears there's no bio signs on board but they uh, they take a bio scan of the Enterprise and the space station repair station kind of opens up to receive Enterprise to repair it it fits the exact specifications of the ship. It does. And Dad's a little bit peeved that they don't respond to him immediately. He says they need to work a little on their hospitality. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, you know, they give him the price for, you know, what's going on. And Dad goes, what is this, a Ferengi station? <laughs> and uh, actually, he doesn't say that. That's what I put. I'm sorry. They don't actually know they're Ferengi. Sometimes, You're sublimating. So, yeah, sometimes in my notes I get a little, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, turned around in my own mind. So they 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 end up getting taken in by this repair station. The repair station, by the way, before before it opens up to take the people in, it's it's the temperature inside is negative two hundred and seventy degrees Celsius, and the atmosphere is liquid helium. And uh, what I found odd is they just they just walk onto it. Without a without a <laughs> spacesuit, like when does it become protocol to wear a spacesuit onto a foreign vessel? So okay, I'm gonna jump ahead here about <laughs> protocol. Go ahead. In the next episode, season two, episode five, a night in sick bay. You want to talk about protocol? <laughs> I do. Why Archer just letting his dog run around fucking foreign planets? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it drives me absolutely bonkers. So you know what, man. Dad's a run-and-gun kind of guy. He is. And he felt peeved, but he felt right about the situation and yeah. went ahead and just got on. He felt like maybe if he went on the repair station, he could he could teach them a little bit about hospitality, which Dad knows so much about, obviously. Um, while aboard the repair station, they, they take an analysis of the, of the Enterprise, and it reveals that that chunk is missing from the saucer, like we mentioned. True. But it, uh, they also mentioned that, um, and this is a little bit of continuity for everybody. Um, you like continuity. I, I love it. I'm the continuity kid. Um, it's revealed that from the first episode when Trip accidentally ran the shuttle into the Enterprise, that that part's still all dented up and, mm-hmm. and beaten up and shit. Mm-hmm. And um, 
It's also revealed later that the the squeak in Archer's I was just gonna say <laughs> Captain's quarters is still there. Okay. And Trip is he's just a lazy repairman. As it turns out, yeah. <laughs> um I uh if you remember I had told you pay attention to the squeak That's because right. it comes back later. This is that exact moment. <laughs> <laughs> even more continuity And if you want some even more continuity And I know you uh, ladies and germs do Give it to me Well If you remember in the Minefield episode mm-hmm. Reed had that uh, leg pierce his leg from the bomb That's right And uh, uh, Flox was trying to fix it you know, heal him, and the scan even showed that they needed to fix Malcolm Reed's leg. Oh, that's right. It was yeah. so thorough. That's so right. A little extra continuity for you there. Yeah. I wonder if it would have shown, like, you know, crewman, crewman, you know, Tucker or whatever. Not Tucker. Crewman. I want to say Daniels, but he's dead. Maybe Is he? Maybe crewman, crewman White. We've seen Daniels since he died. That's right. He's not quite dead. Crewman White, horrible case of syphilis. Is that something that needs to be fixed? Is that something that can be fixed? Is everybody on board Enterprise disease free? Do you think in the is it what is this, is this the twenty yeah this is the twenty second century? Mm-hmm. I'd imagine syphilis has been cured. I don't know. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you think syphilis has been cured? Hopefully, it killed a bunch of people in the medieval times. Yes, Turned it did. people into lepers. Yeah. So did the plague. So the plague, and that's back, big time. I've heard that's back, yeah. <laughs> it's coming back with uh, a vengeance. Can but I, I digress. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, I love when Dad's not fully trusting, you know? I do too. He gets this twinkle in his eye when he, he doesn't does. trust what's going on. Yeah. You know, he gets so he gets kind of pumped. He's, you know, he gets this n- notion, this air about him that's like, I'm going to prove all you fucking assholes wrong. <laughs> like, you watch. You watch right now. It's My not gut is all telling good. me something. Mm-hmm. My gut is telling me something here. <sighs> so they, they basically have to wait for 48 hours until the ship is repaired. And during this time, they let some of the other people onto the space station. It's a little shore leave. A little shore leave, which Damn. they seem very keen on. They like their shore leave. It seems like all the episodes are like, ah, oh, can't wait until the next goddamn shore leave. A little early Starfleet for you. you yeah. Know, it's no Picard who's going to like not enjoy himself on Ryza. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he meets a hot geologist that, you know, goes on the lamb and they fall in love and yeah. she ends up meeting Q. There you go. I want you guys to know um, that was not a DS9 reference. <laughs> And by guys, I mean David. That was a TNG reference, so it's not all about Deep Space Nine. I've seen that. Episode. Although, actually, on the topic of Deep Space Nine, thanks for bringing it up. Um, uh, I would like to say rest in peace, Aaron Eisenberg. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he like, passed away. The man who played Nog. I uh, I met him. Did you really? Yeah, when I went and saw the the um what we left behind documentary. Oh, nice. Yeah, I met Cisco's kid, um, who I'm complete Jake. I met Jake Cisco, and I met Nog, and I met um, Quark. Really? Yeah. Nice man. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so it, it's uh, Aaron Eisenberg was like so super sweet. 
I uh, so both the both uh, Armin Schirmerman who plays Cork and Aaron mm-hmm. Eisenberg who plays Nog, they were both there, mm-hmm. and I saw Nog first, and I was like, oh my god, Armin Schirmerman. He's like, oh no, actually, um, that's not me. I'm Aaron Eisenberg, and I said, oh, even fuck. better. <laughs> you know, I I just I felt so bad because yeah. it's like I'm I'm in love with Deep Space Nine, and I just botched it all, and <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm botching it now, and. Um, but anyway, he was so sweet and so kind. So, you know, hey, rest in peace, dog. Poor little feller. Poor little feller. Here's to you, big man. Uh, but anyway. Anywho. Dad doesn't think this is all on the up and up. No. Okay, God damn it. Even though they make a pretty decent pan-fried cat fi- uh, fish, um, trouble's afoot. And, um, mm-hmm. we, we soon see what the trouble afoot is, um, Crewman Mayweather gets abducted, and uh, they they go and find him, and he's he's basically in like a uh, oh unexplored oh. oh fuck oh Jesus it's okay keep going <laughs> it's okay he's basically in a uh, in a body farm I guess what would be reminiscent of what maybe episode two of season one of Enterprise keep yeah anyways guys I'm driving at the moment. So let's see here. Oh God! I love how um, one of one of the th- one of my notes here that I have here is uh, I love how one of the most advanced repair stations that's ever been set up to this point has fucking air filters. <laughs> I'm glad we brought this up. <laughs> In air ducts. So they're sneaking around, and this is uh. Part of the flag Sitting on the flag there, buddy. Well, it had, it had fell down even more as I got up there to fix what was going on. It's a real uh, rigmarole here, ladies and... Sorry. We're all over the place. We're definitely all over the place. That's okay, you know. Usually we record a little later in the week. It's midweek. Let's get to the space filter. Let's get to the space filter. This is, this is the act two. This is where we bring it back after intermission. There you go. Yeah. So who was it? It was Reed, right? Yeah, it was Reed. Reed and Trip. Yes. They're like something's not right. <laughs> Trip scanned it, the ship, and he goes, you know, all these billions and millions of calculations all at once. There's got to be a computer somewhere, and he goes, I think it's right here. Let's go check it out. Very astute. And very uh, astute. On their way to go check out what was going on. In order to get there, they have to open a uh, an air duct to get <laughs> to the top, and they act their goddamn ass off. Yeah, they do. It's so reminiscent of just, like, any Star Trek before it. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> oh, fuck, this is so fucking heavy. Oh, God, can you help me take it? Yeah. Um, now let's crawl through the air ducts and get all dirty and sweaty and stuff. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Um, but the the thing they open is quite literally... An air filter you can buy at Home Depot for probably two dollars that weighs like a quarter of a pound, but it's space white and uh, it is space white, and they act their goddamn ass off. But if you go back and watch that exact scene, you will notice that they're acting and acting, and it's so heavy. Oh my god! And as Trip, uh, as uh, Reed goes to, and the final scene as he's like putting it down, mm-hmm. he throws it down like it's a quarter <laughs> of a pound. They they didn't edit it. It's so obvious. You're like, oh god. You lied to me. <laughs> yeah, they really do act their asses off in this series, don't they? Yeah, they do. 
So they crawl through this air duct. They all they get transported back to the Enterprise, and they get a nice scolding from Dad, who tells them to go to their rooms. Um, <laughs> that doesn't last very long. Um, and and um, then all of a sudden, Mayweather gets abducted. And I, you know what? For a second, Mayweather there, dies. For yeah, he dies. He dies. He gets a intercom from Deb. Hey, 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 are you off duty? Well, yeah. And it's like, shouldn't Dad know that? <laughs> And then he's like, meet me in Shuttle Bay, whatever. Throw the pigskin around. Yeah. So he goes down there, and as he's down there, he gets shocked to death. And uh, then there's an emergency. Dad gets called. They don't know what the fuck happened. I'm not going to lie. I would have loved it if the first death and the first was Mayweather was a black guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like, really? Yeah. We're still waiting for that. Huh? Trope? <laughs> we're still waiting for the first death. And and so, you know, they, they sense that trouble's afoot, find out Mayweather's actually not dead. They go back on the ship. Um, well, they find out Mayweather's not dead through some sick sleuthing by Phlox. Yeah. Again, who, yeah. who saves the day. That man. That's it. My man. That man. And I love how, uh, you know, Hoshi comes in, you know, all, all tearful about Mayweather, and she, she relates some of his zany hijinks mm-hmm. about how he... he that we didn't really see. No. It's, see, okay, so this is a problem for me in, in some stories. Jello hijinks. It's like, why are you shoehorning feelings for me? <laughs> you know, I already feel a little bit for Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Not as much as if you killed, like, Trip off or something. Mm-hmm. But now you got a character who's telling me how they feel instead of showing me throughout the episode. Yeah. And she doesn't do a good job of crying. I see one of your notes. One of my questions here is, is how does Hoshi crying make you feel? Makes me feel good. I love when that pretty woman cries. There you go. Um, So they head back over to the repair station. And they say, we're not paying until we sort this out. This is bullshit. This is bullshit, man. They devise a plan to sneak back through those air ducts while while Trip does the classic trick the computer... Yeah. While the captain crawls through a maintenance duct. <laughs> <laughs> Trick. Well, so, okay, let's go back real quick. They yeah. find out Mayweather's dead, right? Yep. Flocks figures it out, calls the captain. Now, captain, you've got to come see this real quick. He runs down there, <laughs> tells him what happens, and then in, dad goes, hey, uh, Reed and Trip, you're, um, you're not grounded anymore. You're no longer grounded, and how did you get in there? Dad needs your help in the garage. <laughs> And bring a beer. And bring a beer. And then uh, then they devise this plan. Trip comes and brings the payment. And, you know, he's just not having it. Mm-mm. He's calling out the, the computer's uh, system. He, he really puts on a show. He does. He's giving him the old, uh, let me speak to your manager bit. Classic a, routine. Yeah, classic routine. And, uh, yeah, and as you said, Dad's crawling around the air duct. And what do they find, David? Well, they find that the air duct is actually controlled by a little thing that can be blown up by a phaser. Oh, um, sick. Yeah. That's always dope. Right? Yeah, when really you have convenient. just the right amount of tools. It's con- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> so they shoot they shoot it and um they crawl further into the into the <clears throat> bowels of the of the repair station and a they um an alarm goes off. Somehow they don't get magically teleported back, you know, because... I think that's what they were shooting. 
In my mind, oh, I made the okay. mental leap that okay. they were shooting the thing that would transport them back. I don't know. Just it, to me, it doesn't make sense. The repair station is this great advanced. Yeah. Spare- everything's super advanced. Oh my god! If we had only had this, like everything would be changed. But this one instance was like, yeah, <laughs> fixed. It's just like de- it's like the Death Star. It's like really. <sighs> yeah. Um. So this this episode's a great premise, and then it takes a turn towards. Uh, we need to wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that as well. They find that the computers is being controlled by the life force of, of beings that it sucks out. That's how it does billions of calculations because they're extrapolating that your brain is basically a processor. Yeah. I don't know why they have a Klingon in there if they're trying to do all those calculations. Oh, Whoa. Hey-o. And um, <laughs> they find Mayweather. Star Trek jokes, guys. <laughs> That's why you come to the Star Companion, the premiere. Star Trek fan podcast. They find Mayweather. <laughs> Great plug. Hey, thank you. They find Mayweather, bring him back, and uh, Trip detonates the payment. They one of the payments they selected was was plasma fuel and uh, plasma plasma, and it blows up the ship and. Uh, and away they and go. And then the way they go. It all just—I mean—it's a great premise. I just feel like maybe they got—they did—they shot like twenty minutes of the episode and was like, "Oh fuck!" Now we have to resolve it in the next ten minutes. And it, it was just like, yeah. "All right, we'll do this. We'll do this." And then they just go away. The uh, late great Chick Hearn, yeah, carried on by the uh, man that is Stu Lance, <laughs> announcing for the Lakers. Would say that's a million dollar move and a penny finish, <laughs> and that's what that was. That was. But you know what? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it the whole way through. Yeah, there is really no regard for human life either. Doesn't matter. They let everyone else die on that ship. <laughs> they did. They were unsavable. Everyone always. Anyway, they all thought they were dead anyway. They weren't going to come back to anyone. What are they going to do? Ship them out to God knows where. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny if like there was like a clown in full clown makeup. <laughs> but anyway yeah there you go yeah that's that's that episode and um you know like your friends here at the star companion say we like continuity and plenty things of that nature and yeah anyway uh, this this has been the star companion um thanks for listening you can catch us on all major podcasting platforms spotify whatever Star Companion at G- the Star Companion at Gmail dot com, Patreon dot com slash Star Companion. Thanks for listening. Bye. Take care of yourself. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.